Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-up bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIOSB, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams and all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIOSB. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL. 21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio on one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Right here in your neighborhood. Here's a little tale about hard-to-recycle plastics. Their destinies were changed. Their new lives are fantastic. What once was trash can live on as new things. With a program that complements your regular recycling. plastics can be so much more. Give this trash the second chance it was hoping hard-to-recycle plastics can be so much more. Participate in the Hefty Energy Bag program happening in your neighborhood today. Holy Rested Metal Batman! Hot entrance. The car, right? Chicks love the car. Can I persuade you to take a sandwich with you, sir? Riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Hello. Hello, hello, hello. Braden Harrington here with Davey Portman for Up Next, postwrestling.com, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcasts, and of course, twitch.tv forward slash Up Next Podcast. We are trying to put as much as we can on the Twitch as well, so... Yeah. Anytime we're recording, that that camera seems to be on. Yeah, riddle me that, riddle me this. You can always find us on Twitch. That kind of rhymes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, We are the Up Next podcast, part of the post-wrestling universe, and we have so many podcasts out there covering wrestling and movies and stuff, and patreon.com slash up next. Tons of movie reviews, tons of wrestling, all that stuff. Go check that out. But this is a free show Mm. for the people. Yes. For the people of Gotham. We're back in Gotham. It feels like it's been forever. Ever. Batman forever. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Look what you did. You said the name of the movie. Yeah, he said it. Um, it does feel like a long time. I think it was November the last time we did one of these. We took a little break over over the holiday season. But we're back in Gotham. We're about to talk all things Bat and crazy Arkham escapees and... Wild vehicles and, yeah. and Robins. Oh. Robins and all sorts of different things. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, we did all the other Batman movies. We did Batman Tim Burton. We mm-hmm. did da- Batman Returns was the last one we did. And the 60s one, that's the only one that's up on the Patreon. And uh, Mask of Phantasm. Oh, right. Mask yeah. of the Phantasm, which was the, the only cartoon one uh, we'd be talking about in these series. So we're going through all the Batman movies. And now we've made it to... The Your one favorite, right? <laughs> the, the one I was looking the most forward to. Uh, let's be realistic. Like the the Nolan trilogy is great. It's untouchable. Yes. Realistically, in some parts, there's some people don't like certain things, but I think it's great. But when I think of Batman movies, I think of this one. When I was a kid, I'm born in '91. Mm-hmm. This movie we're talking about today, Batman Forever, 
is from 1995. So, like, I watch this a lot. <laughs> yeah, so I think, I don't know about you, you're, you're a couple of years younger than me, and that yeah. makes a big difference when you're a kid. But I remember seeing Batman and Robin in the theatres. Batman and Robin. Batman yeah, and Robin in the theatres. I'd have been too young to go and see this one, but this was definitely kind of a uh, a blockbuster rental and... Once it was on TV, I remember watching this one quite a few times as a kid. I remember my cousin, I think I've mentioned this before, had the Two-Face coin yep. from this movie, which yep. was in a cereal box or something, and gave me that. I still got that somewhere yeah. back in the UK. Um, but yeah, this is definitely... Um, I'm very nostalgic of this one and the next one um, from my childhood, more so than I'd say the Tim Burton ones. Yeah, I'd I'd say the same thing. Obviously, we're kind of in the same era. We're '90s kids, but the the other ones were early '90s, late '80s. Obviously, the first one, but this one's got this '90s feel for sure. Especially this one. It's got this this campy '90s thing. They took the old '60s show and they literally just revamped it and kind of sprinkled in some of the stuff Tim Burton left behind. Tim Burton doesn't direct this. No, he produces it, it. it feels like the blueprint's still there from the Tim Burton yeah. film. It's not so drastically different as, um, say, the Nolan films. Yeah. But um, it's obviously a different director. Some of the characters are still there. Like, Alfred is still the same. Uh, I feel like the suit hasn't changed a great deal in this one. Yeah. Um, it still feels like a kind of like a Tim Burton film to me. Yeah, definitely. It's got his his touch on it somewhere, somewhere. We got the same score. Danny Elfman, yeah. I think he's in there. He's great. He's fantastic. Uh, but this one, yeah, this played all the time in the 90s. You had all the toys, all the stuff, bat fever, if you will. And uh, I I thought, I thought watching this, t- I watched it today. I thought it was bringing me back to all the, the, the childhood things. Like you said, I remember having like the coin or when you play with your friends as Batman and stuff and all the kind of ridiculous mm. outfits. And this is a great snapshot of 1995 because it has Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. It's got Jim Carrey. Mm-hmm. It's got Val Kilmer. Yeah. <laughs> Questionable. The George Lazenby of this franchise. Oh, we said it. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I really, someone said it. I, I, I am very curious to rewatch George. George I, Clooney. I, I've seen... Like I, I saw the film a bunch as a kid. Yeah. Where where you don't know what's good or bad. Right. Like I fucking loved it as a kid, Batman and Robin. And since then I haven't watched the whole thing. I've watched funny clips and things and I've heard George Clooney talk about it in in interviews. <laughs> but Clooney's a great actor. So like even though I'm sure he's very bad in it, I still think this is the uh this is the George Lazenby of the Batman films, Val Kilmer. Yeah, for me it's the Marty Ginetti. Yeah, of Batman. Batman's yeah. Like Batman here is Val Kilmer. He was like kinda hot in the nineties. Um I'm a big fan of of The Doors, Jim Morrison. And okay. he plays Jim Morrison in nineteen ninety one The Doors. And like to some critical of fame, people kinda love that movie. The band The Doors don't like that movie. Mm-hmm. But I thought he's a fantastic Jim Morrison. And then I kind of grow up and I, I get into that band and I get into that movie and I'm like, oh, wow, he's in that movie. And I watch it and I have some thoughts about that. That's another review for another day. But I would never go, hmm, that guy needs to be Batman. I feel until... Actually, I, I do think at the time when Clooney was cast, it kind of made sense. Don't necessarily see him as an action star, but as the Bruce Wayne, 100%. Michael Keaton never completely hit it out the park for me either 
Sure. I prefer yeah. him to Kilmer, but uh, I don't think it's really until, I'd say, Christian Bale when you start to get a real complete Bruce Wayne, where you believe that this guy could actually be Batman. Yes. Whereas I don't believe looking at Val Kilmer as Bruce, <laughs> looking at Michael Keaton as Bruce, I don't believe you put on this suit and fucking fight the world at night. He brings the heat, that Val Kilmer. Mm, That's yeah. what he does. Uh, yeah, it's a weird, weird thing. Bob Kane, who created Batman, um, says that this was his favorite, but he only passed away just after Batman and Robin was made. Right. So I don't think he got to see Christian Bale or Ben Affleck, but those are bat talks for another bat day. Mm. But yeah, Val Kilmer, I can't say I'm super familiar with a lot of his his stuff. He's like, he, like where he is now, he's not didn't work out for him as well as like maybe other big main No, main he seems to be at that point in his career now where he recognizes that his career went downhill and now can kind of play the ironic faded star. Right. Like like you're starting to, like you're starting to see with things like Cobra Kai where you have these these kids who are hot stars back in the 80s and right. then the film's finished and nothing happened with them and now it's like all right, I can go. Enough time has passed where I can go back into that world. I can imagine a Val Kilmer not wanting to be pigeonholed in. Oh, I don't just want to be Batman. I want to explore all these other things, and then all these other things don't come. So right. I, I've seen him now playing Val Kilmer and playing the yeah. washed up "I used to be Batman" character, and, and he's quite funny at it. Yeah, he he does a lot of these like action B movies now and stuff like that, and bless him. Bless Val Kilmer. Apparently, director Joel... Sorry, I can never say this guy's name. Joel Schumacher? Schumacher. Joel Schumacher. Apparently, him and Val Kilmer butted heads on this movie quite often. Apparently, there was a lot of bad blood. They did not get along. But that's not the biggest story of people not getting along out of this movie. It's out of Jim Carrey and Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. Apparently, they fucking didn't get along because Tommy Lee Jones just did not like Jim Carrey. I'm... Obviously, I wasn't there. Neither were you. Yeah. This doesn't surprise me at all. <laughs> Jim Carrey in the 90s, I think he he seems a lot more kind of grounded and a yeah. bit more down to earth now. Jim Carrey in the 90s was in everything. Right. And from doing like a lot of acting and improv and stuff like that, someone who performs like this, they're never off. Right. In my opinion. Yeah. And I can see someone like, I actually know, uh, I have some friends who've actually worked on set with Tommy Lee Jones before yeah, okay. and have talked about his kind of seriousness seriousness and presence. And they were telling me this story about um, there was this film they were doing and the director was giving him like some direction and stuff. Yeah. And it was a young director and Tommy Lee Jones basically turned to my friend and was like, I'm not doing that. Like I'm going to nod and smile and then just do it how I want to do it. Right. Because I've been doing it. I've been in this game longer than this kid directing me. Right. And I know what will work bit arrogant and i can see people like being turned off but by that but it's his craft and yeah he, he knows what works and i can see a jim carrey annoying the fuck out of him obviously everyone looks at it like either like that or like he was kind of mad because he's like supposed to be the villain of this movie and then jim carrey comes in and jim carrey star on the rise in the 90s goes on yeah. to be this huge star and i love i actually love tommy lee jones He's in The Fugitive, and he won the Oscar for he's that. A great actor. He's so yeah. good. Like he's in so many good movies. I just watched Men in Black at work the other day, and I was like, man, I forgot about that movie. Uh, ridiculous, but he's he's great. 
But I also think Jim Carrey is great. I, I genuinely think in the 90s, his string of movies throughout there were, were killing it. I'm a mm. big fan. I always rock my Marino jersey because of Ace Ventura. But it's just interesting because I, I watched a few clips right before the, doing this of Jim Carrey, like on the Stern show, talking about how Tommy Lee Jones literally gave him a hug. And while hugging him was like, yo, uh, I hate you. I hate everything. I, I'm not going to sanction myself to your buffoonery is yes, the actual yes, term that. that they used, that he used. So Have Jim, they buried the hatches? Jim Carrey the- has like no bad blood. Jim Carrey's like, hey, uh, I'm sorry, you know, you didn't get along with me, but I continue to love your work and I think you're a fantastic actor. So I mean, just look at this run. You, you can, I, I can completely understand. I can imagine how Jim Carrey would have been on set. And I'm sure his ego was getting to some point as well. Because look at this. 1994, Ace Ventura Pet Detective comes out. Yeah. Later that year, The Mask comes out. Later that same year, Dumb and Dumber comes out. Crazy. Then you've got Batman Forever, and then Ace Ventura 2, then The Cable Guy, then Liar Liar, like a fucking run of movies. Yeah. Ending uh, Truman Show in 1998, and obviously he's gone on to do stuff after that, but that four-year window of movies. Crazy. Ridiculous. Like those four, those three films in... In 94 alone, Dumb and Dumb and the Mask and Ace Ventura is wild. I know, uh, I know. He's he's from here, uh, Jim Carrey, yeah. Canadian boy here. Um, and he he has this, like, I, I forget, was it in my high school or something? He didn't go to my high school or anything, but there's a quote that he had when he had made it that, like, he was making all these comedies and stuff like that. And then he got, like, signed on to make this movie. And that's when he knew, like, okay, like... I'm 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 inevitable now. Like mm. those those movies I did before, they were smash hits, but they could be flashes in the pan or something. Mm. But now I'm making it, and I, and I know he. I, I don't want to say I I'm, I haven't fact checked this, but his parents had passed away at a young when he was young. Okay, and it had his, his, basically like most of his family were gone right before he could shine in this movie. Right. And he that like to him was like I wanted to be like look to like I you used to let me watch the Riddler on TV and now I am the Riddler. Mm. Like it was like his his thing, but uh, I I think he's watching this today this movie right off the bat. Jim Carrey is definitely the the star of this movie mm. to me watching it, I think. Was he first <laughs> Oh, I mean, no. it would be Val Kilmer first. No, it's Val ben Kilmer. Is it? Yes, because then, then that's where the Val Kilmer thing comes in. He clearly had a big head. I'm Batman. F- fuck you. I'm to, Batman. To be fair, Val, <laughs> the guy playing Batman yeah, should be should the be. lead credit on yeah, a Batman film. 100%. We joked about the last time where with it was Nicholson. Nicholson yeah. The movie's called Batman. It's called Batman. <laughs> I, like, I'm with Val Kilmer here. Yeah, he's yeah. the star of the show. No debate. Even if no debate. he like isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this movie has... I'd say watching back, it's still like they use top of the line like effects for 1995. Watching it back, like it's clear, it's it's amazing. They use technology that like would advance movies. Like we, we I think we talked about that the last few Batman. It's like every time they make these movies. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of feel they could have gone further at times. Okay, um, which we'll get into, but kind of lack of kind of car chase scenes. You see the the Batwing, but doesn't. They don't do a great deal with it. And I'm trying to think back, okay, when is this being made? 95, okay. But you have Goldeneye this year as well, which has crazy, like, stunts and chase scenes. And I would say Goldeneye looks ahead of this. More advanced. Yeah. Um, Fashion and all that is obviously very similar. (laughs) But I think when it comes to special effects, I think Bond really has the edge on this one. In yeah, yeah, I'd say. I, GoldenEye is my favorite personal mm. 
Bond movie. And I wouldn't I went on Twitter today and I said, Is is Batman Forever the best Batman movie? I'm just I'm just dropping some some trails to you know let people know we were recording this this week. But uh it's definitely not, but I will say this is a visually pleasing movie to watch. This is a snapshot of the nineties, like I said. I smoked a fat bat before I watched this one and I had a great time. But I know this is not a good movie. <laughs> the, yeah, the look of the whole film. They've taken, as we said, they kind of took the blueprint of yeah. um, of Tim Burton. Then just added neon to it. Uh, <laughs> so and, many glow sticks. And they're going to find so many more glow sticks in the, in the production office or whatever when it comes to Batman and Robin. Because oh. it gets way more neon. But yeah. it does give it a real... It gives it a slight edge to the original Tim Burton. Films. It's a, like the '90s re- revamp. Yeah. I always say we maybe we won't get maybe we'll get it's there. It's rave one day. Batman. Yeah, right? yeah, like yeah. Why is it so ravey? It's like it's the '90s. Uh, everyone's just on ecstasy and everything's great. That's yep. everything's a rave. It's like the beginning of Batman Forever. Uh, Batman Begins, the TV show, where it just shows them like the cartoon people in a club, and you're like, I want to go there. That <laughs> looks great. I always talk about the Blade Club, but no one ever talks about the Batman Forever clubs and streets. These places, I want to go here. They look cool. Yeah. So, Batman Forever, 1995, directed by Joel Schumacher. And we start off with this epic entrance for Batman. We're going into the Batcave. And we see the Batcave, the Batcar, and Alfred, who says to Batman as he's leaving the cave, Can I presume you want a sandwich as you go here? Do you want a sandwich before you go? I'll get drive through. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he says. He doesn't do it in that voice, but he... <laughs> he should. He, he should have. No th- Alfred be like, I know it's you, Bruce. <laughs> you want a Sammy? No thanks, Alfred. I'm getting drive through Because this is when they, Alfred was doing all those commercials. Oh, like, who okay. knows what? Pizza right. or Burger King or something. We see a man, Tommy Lee Jones, playing Harvey Dent. And he's got a guard like tied up here somewhere in a bank. And he's talking to him and he he, he flips his giant coin and says a random toss is the only true justice and you see he turns his face and he's he's two-faced he's Mm. not he's not just harvey dent but he's two-faced i'm uh i'm gonna be a bit of a hypocrite here with my initial observation i love that the film just starts and you're like right in there with the villain doing dastardly things yeah but as the film goes on i would have liked a bit of origin maybe to yeah. him and i think what well, sorry it was billy d williams originally yes. harvey dent i think the fact that this is a new person playing the character as well it's it just feels like another random guy who's now a villain yeah you know whereas if you had uh billy d williams who's harvey dent and now he's two-faced you'd be like whoa what's happened here whereas really i, I don't care because i don't know who harvey dent is because he looks different here we talked about um the last movie where one of the wayne's brothers got paid to not be robin like they paid him but mm. they didn't use him for the last movie right they also paid harvey d williams this in this in- instant they're like yeah. sorry we're actually not going in that direction yeah. which kind of sucks uh yeah i, I like yeah. i like tommy lee jones i but i would have liked to see some more harvey dent before we got here i think yeah we get to his origin story in like 10 seconds yeah. later on that maybe i'll mention uh but harvey dent two-face here uh his face his suit his split down the middle like the cartoon like how i imagine like two-face yeah. guy would be one's a normal man and one looks like he's got chewed up bubble gum on his face <laughs> really that's what it looks like yeah very purple <laughs> very purple uh we see nicole kidman playing chase meridian is that not a bank 
It's yeah, it's a weird name. I think it yeah. is a bank. <laughs> uh, I was like, wait, I think that's the bank near our house. Um, it's very neo noir, like all the type of everything going on, and Batman's gonna stop this bank robbery. And he comes in and he fucks these people up, and there's guns and two faces, man. And it's a there's this bank guy who's been tied up, and he's he he gets in the bank vault, but it's a trap. And in Batman and now this guy, this guard who's just ridiculous. This this guard is has been used online in total so many things like it's acid he's he's terrible he's great and it's a trap he's he's now in this bank vault high flying above the air from two faces helicopter just over the edge like over the top ridiculous what a trap let's get him in a bank vault and fly it with fill it with acid while we fly it over the city with a helicopter and I just remember every film around this time just the the use of light like this this acid tank just has red light emitting from it um every set piece there's some kind of glowing light whether it be green or red or purple and to be to be honest it looks kind of cool when when the sets are a bit more limited here than they are today yeah i think the use of light looks pretty cool and makes it very comic-y it's still like there's there's some obvious little digital effects, but there's a lot of like actual practical, practical effects, yeah. which I still love in my movies. I miss that. So Batman's now flying, and the, he uses this guard's hearing aid to pick the lock of a bank. If you ever want to rob a bank, just use a hearing aid. To, Seems to be, yeah. Yeah, that's what Batman uses. Uh, so the guy, he, he helps escape, and the guy gets out of it. But now Batman hangs on to the bottom of the helicopter as Two-Face flies across. They're going through like lights through the city. There's explosions, and then... Uh, <laughs> Two Face uses a parking. Remember in like the '90s, I guess this isn't a thing where you'd put it on your car to lock the wheel, steering wheel. Oh yeah, yeah. those red things. Yeah, yeah. Car people use. So he puts one on the helicopter, shoots his fl- his driver, his pilot, and then jumps out with a parachute. And then Batman's now got to jump out, dives into the water as this helicopter crashes into what is just a rip off of the uh, <laughs> what's the New York. Statue of Liberty. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Just says Gotham on it. Yeah. It's like, wait, wait a second. Uh, so, yeah. And Two-Face gets away. So it's basically a terrorist attack, realistically. Yep. And everyone's just fine with this. I wouldn't say they're fine, but I think they're just like another day in Gotham. Another day. Uh, a guy flies a helicopter with acid and all this stuff. Yeah. But right away, setting the tone of this movie, action. I think it's a, it's a good thing getting to the action right away. I think it's one of the things some of the other films lack is just having something at yeah. the beginning. And I think you want you want to see Batman as Batman right away. And quite a few of these films, you have Bruce for a lot of it. And you're yeah. like, just put on the fucking cape. Yeah, you know? let's go. Yeah, well, we got to it. I liked seeing... I liked, like, say what you will, but I, even Tommy Lee is just having fun here as this, mm. like, comic character come to life that's what this movie feels like it's so camp that it's a comic book come to life it feels like the uh tim burton films are leaning a lot more into the adam west 60s like the way the villains are right very two-dimensional cartoony yeah no motives no they just don't like they're just evil jim carrey playing edward nigma yeah e nigma he works at wayne enterprises we see him here and he's like this like nerdy tech guy working on all this mumbo jumbo, uh, kind of an incel type uh, here working on some things. And Wayne comes in with his executives for Wayne Enterprises and they're looking at all this stuff. And uh, he tries to sell Bruce on one of his inventions. He's like, hey, like I got to step in and, and say I'm a big fan. I love you. He seems to be obsessed with him. And he's like, I'm working on these brainwave 
things. It's what, to, to take, to like steal memories? Or... Well, he doesn't say that no, to Bruce. No, but it's but... something manipulating yeah. brainwaves and shit. So Bruce kind of like goes, oh, so like you're working on some cheeky shit. You're, it's not, doesn't sound like it's a good thing. It mm. sounds evil. So I'm not really into that. So uh, he, he says no. He turns him down and he's like, I'll make you understand. Yeah, he looks heartbroken. Yeah, And so then has a vendetta. Right away. That's his motive. Mm. I hate Batman. I hate Bruce, not Batman. I hate Bruce because he, he turned me down and I want to rule the world and be a nerd. So the bat signal is put up. So Batman shows up, but it's a false alarm as it's Chase Meriden who says, uh, hey, sorry, I had to get a hold of you. And Bruce, uh, sorry, Bats says, the bat signal is not a beeper. Don't do that. And she basically says, look, uh, I came here from another town to talk to you i'm a therapist and psychologist and all this stuff and i'm interested in what the hell is going on with this guy dressed as a bat and she basically says i'm turned on and let's fuck it was kind of weird because yeah she says she specializes in kind of dual personalities yeah. and stuff like that and she's it interests her what what people hide within their other identities mm-hmm. and what makes them tick and stuff but it is also kind of like, yeah, and I get off on this bad guy. <laughs> I really like it's bats. Like, that doesn't sound too professional. Yeah, she you're says... You're studying people with dual personalities and you got a kink for the most famous guy in the city with dual personalities? She says Come it, on. In high school, it was guys with motorcycles and, and, and earrings, but now it's it's guys in rubber suits. He says, it's the car, isn't it? Chicks love the car. <laughs> <laughs> she says, I'm just trying to be professional, but throughout this entire movie, she just tries to fuck him. So, mm. yeah, that's, that's her character in this movie. Um, so... She makes one of the rubber thing, and he says that it's not actually rubber. Rubber, it's like voriamin or something. And, anyways, he he leaves, and she says she done her homework. She, she what should I do? Put on a, a skite skin tight vinyl suit and put on a wig for you. Be, meaning like, hey, I know you had history with that cat lady. I yep. could I could dress up like her if you want. Who I believe Michelle Pfeiffer was offered a chance to like reprise the yeah. role. Which she turned down. Yeah, I, a lot of a lot Michael of people. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of people. Uh, yeah, I think they even were thinking of putting Nicole Kidman as Poison Ivy, but they're like, there's already a lot going on in this movie, hmm. so let's save okay. it for the next one. Is... And just put everything in the next one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you think of the love interest so far? I She seems desperate. Nicole Kidman's a funny one for me because I find her just, and I think it, it tends to be the part she plays, I find her unlikable. Right. And then I see her in some things where you go, oh, you are incredible. You're an incredible actor. There's not... There's just not the material here no. for her. It's like Star She's, Wars. They're trying... Prequels. They're trying to make her, like, a more interesting character and less of a damsel in distress. But I just find her boring. I find a lot of her lines pretty dull. And it's my problem with Batman in general is I can never think of who his love interest is. He never has a really a Mary Jane or a Gwen Stacy or a Lois Lane. You know, he just has, he's more of a bond. He has this conveyor belt of women. And because of that, I feel like I can never really get that emotionally attached to them. Yeah, I think in the comics, it's mostly Batman and Catwoman. For who sure. kind of go on to have kids and stuff. But that's, yeah, it's kind of like, uh, you're just the, the, for this movie. Yeah. You're basically the same person from that first movie. You are, yeah. You're another traveling person who's come here, who's new. And it's like, okay, well. Completely. And you look similar. And has the hots for both both Batman and Bruce. 
You, they never can sort out. They can't put yeah. it together. Yeah. Yeah. How? How? I can always tell if someone's just wearing it. I can see it's them. I know if you know the person. Uh, Enigma kills his boss with a coffee canister and says, Caffeine kills. It'll kill you. <laughs> Caffeine will kill you. Uh, then he steals all his mic- manipulating brain waves and he, he starts putting out some riddles. While he has a lot of riddles in this movie. He he then sucks his boss's IQ through the brainwaves and takes all his genius and then kills him, but stages it like it's a suicide. So everyone thinks like, hey, this guy just killed himself. He, and he throws him out the window. Yeah, he? he throws him out this like window and kills him. And he's like, ooh, nice landing. But uh, you're not. He makes an Olympic joke. Um, <laughs> it cuts to Bruce Wayne at home. And he's watching courtroom dramas, like a TV documentary thing. And it shows that within 10 seconds of they had cameras rolling at the the Malconi trial in court with Harvey Dent when someone throws the acid in his face. And Batman tries to block it, but he doesn't make it in time. And Two-Face gets it on his face. And that's how it happens. That's the origin it's story. It's so brief that I just missed this. <laughs> um, something I do like, if you are going to kind of gloss over an origin... Um, it's one of the, I think it's the Incredible Hulk, which is like, it's okay. It's not one of the best Marvel films, but it was quite soon after the Hulk came out. It was only a few years and they were essentially rebooting it again and went, right, we don't want to do the origin. And kind of in the opening credits, as it's saying everyone's names, you're kind of seeing clips of how Bruce Banner became Hulk. And I think maybe something like that would work a bit better. Yeah. You could have in the opening credits, you could see these clips from the courthouse and Harvey Dent being doused in acid. And then you go right into that opening scene where he's like robbing the bank and got his gun with at people and stuff. This was so blink and you miss it. It I was felt. literally like 10 seconds yeah. of him. It's a it's him watching the TV of like recapping mm. the, the news, recapping this criminal, why he's doing all this heinous shit. But it's like, what? Yeah. This is the, why didn't you just air this scene? Yeah. I guess. I don't know. It's very, you, you've shot it. Yeah. <laughs> you shot the scene, but it's, we're watching it through him watching a TV. It's really ridiculous. Um, Bruce Enterprises, they say, hey, Bruce, uh, this guy killed himself. And the, the police say it was a suicide. It's even on tape because the tape was manipulated by an enigma. And Bruce is like, okay. And his secretary's like, uh, the guy killed himself. So therefore, his family don't get all the insurance benefits. Mm-hmm. And Bruce says, I don't care. Make sure his family gets these benefits. Okay. Good guy, Bruce good Wayne. Guy. You got to get that in there, that he's a really good guy. Um, they, they knew it was suicide because the note said, goodbye, cruel world. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Didn't think to give this, like handwriting analysis or anything like that well no because then enigma gives another letter to the cops and it's like uh you can tell that all the writing is uh his handwriting and it's like he he clearly just is smart and stored his iq and all that stuff but yeah it's really (laughs) such a comic book yeah like fuck so um we see bruce he eventually he he also is not very he's supposed to be the world's smartest detective he's not really a detective because he's like huh someone just sent me a riddle like, who could it be? When you just told a guy no, like you just told this guy no, and now there's a guy who dies in the same spectrum of the workplace, wouldn't you just put that together right away? Maybe, yeah. But I also think maybe this guy's got a lot going on in his life. He does. He knows a lot of people. <laughs> this isn't during a pandemic where he's locked down and only meeting one person. This <sighs> is, I imagine that day he, he turned down lots of people. I guess. Maybe. Yeah. Well, Bruce gets a riddle and I'll read you this riddle. If you looked at the numbers on my face, you won't find 13 any place. Did you get this one? 
It's a clock. It's a clock. The face of a clock. For a guy whose gimmick is he gives riddles, I think his riddles are really easy in this film. They get a little harder, but they got an actual riddle master to write the riddles for this movie. To make them... Really? Yeah. I mean, you couldn't go in with hard ones, though, because... But you've played, like, the Arkham games. Sorry, they should be hard. They should be harder. Your, Your whole gimmick, your whole character is, I make riddles. Yeah. Why are you making them easy? He's, These are Christmas cracker he's riddles. Vamp, he's vamping them up, though. He's mm. a slow burn. I just say I think Gollum would win in a game of riddles? riddle off. <laughs> we'll see. They get tougher. And I know, it, like, in the, the video games, the, the riddles things are pretty cool yeah. uh, in some of the games. But, yeah. So, <laughs> Riddle makes more riddle, riddle, riddle. Riddler makes more riddles and drops them off at his house. And Bruce is like, yo, who keeps leaving me these fucking notes? So, he, Bruce goes to visit Chase and... Breaks down her door, thinking she's, like, in a fight, but it's her kickboxing to show how strong she is. Mm. And, you know, so he, he reads these riddles to her. The second one says, tear one off and scratch my head. What once was red is black instead. A match. Yeah. So they're solving these riddles. And uh, he says, hey, I got to get you out of these clothes. And she's like, excuse me? Do you like the circus? Cue the circus. Yeah, we're going to the circus. Yeah, what? It's so... Alright, this guy's dead. I'm being sent these riddles. But let's forget about that for a second. Let's go to the circus. <laughs> the fucking circus, you know? <laughs> Which in 2020, 2021, we're recording this. is a circus we've talked is not really a thing anymore. No, Cirque du Soleil, really. maybe. Um, the trapeze act and this kind yeah. of thing would still be around. Um, he also <laughs> notices a Vorsak ink block. Yes. Which he goes, oh, you got a picture of a bat there. She goes, well, it's, it's whatever you think it is. It's the ink block yeah. test. It's clearly a fucking bat. It's it's a bat. It's a picture of a bat. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, yeah, I saw a bat. Like, it's a bat. But maybe we're all Batman. Whoa! You're yeah. Batman. I'm Batman. We're all Batman. Batman's a symbol. It is. Yeah. We'll get to that movie. We re- wear a mask to protect the ones we care about. <laughs> Which just, is true. It's true. You could all... We I, was could out, all I was wearing my mask to protect the people I care about. There you go. Yeah. So they go to the circus and it's lit. Uh, this is like so over the top. So this is the big Gotham circus. They have TV cameras rolling. Gotham's finest are here. All the high rollers and high rich people of Gotham are here to watch this crazy. This is nuts. The effects, like not effects, but makeup and design mm-hmm. for this is just so over the top. Um, and we see the Graysons, the family of trapeze artists here. They're all up there in their outfits. Um, and the circus is interrupted when Two-Face shows up with all his henchmen and guns. And they he says, uh, all you pasty people of Gotham, meaning like all you rich white people here, I know one of you has to be Batman. So I know you're here. I, it's it's actually a pretty good plan. Yeah. Well, you kind of figured out he's got to be rich. He's here. All the rich people in town are here. Yeah. Batman's got to be rich. Yeah. So he says, if you don't reveal yourself, I'm blowing this place up. And he's got a bomb. But then the trapeze people up, up above are like we can take this he can take these guys out so they start like taking on the bad guys these this family of grace cartwheels and flips and they're doing uh they're doing all the sorts of double moons corkscrew con helos it's ricochet versus brock lesnar isn't it yeah because they they don't last too long to, yeah i mean yeah they don't it's it reminded me of casey catanzaro doing her flips okay. all over the place but but uh one of the the, the graysons takes the bomb and somehow gets it out of here and throws it into the water as it explodes. So it saves everybody. But Two-Face shoots up this like scaffolding thing. And the rest of the Graysons fall to their death in front of everyone. 
And uh, yeah, and Dick Grayson witnesses this and sees his family die. And uh, you know what happens when your family dies? You become a superhero. That's right. Yeah, you do. So Dick Grayson is now an orphan boy, teenager, late teen, late teen. Sure. <laughs> He looks my age. <laughs> Chris O'Donnell, God bless him, playing Dick Let's Grayson. Let's have a look. How, how old are you guessing? I'm guessing younger than me, but I'm going to say <laughs> like no... 26, 27. Okay, 25 you... easily. Like, how I don't know. old is Chris O'Donnell when he played Robin <laughs> uh, in Batman Forever? So Dick, Dick Grayson now... Oh, he's 23. He was okay, 23. Okay. All right. Bless him. Bless him. Uh, Commissioner Gordon says, hey, Bruce Wayne, thank you for taking in this orphan boy. It was such a tragic event when his family died there. Um, and Dick is like, no, no, thanks, Bruce. I'm uh, nice to meet you and everything, but I'm not interested in living with you. Uh, I'm going to go try to get the circus. And Bruce is like, well, the circus is probably halfway to Metropolis by now. What are you doing? Come stay with me. I got bikes. I got stuff. He's like, no, I got to kill Two-Face. I'm going to do anything I want. I'm going to kill Two-Face. It's all I need to do. He goes, look, I got bikes. I got food. I'm a fucking, I'm in a rich mansion. Just chill with me. Stay with me for a little while. So he eventually goes, you know what? All right. And uh, th- Dick, I-, I know, I know his family's just died, but Dick's a dick here. This, this <laughs> Dick's guy, a dick. This guy's trying to help him. And he's just like, ah, oh, nice bike you got there. Huh. You hang around many biker bars, Bruce? <laughs> Okay. Say what you want. You think Dick is being the dick here? Okay. Okay. I just recapped of what just happened. Okay. Bruce says to him, well, I'll fill up your gas tank. I'll give you some food and then you can be on your way and uh, hopefully you land on your feet. What? (laughs) (laughs) His family just died by falling and not landing on their feet. That is fucking rude, Bruce. Jesus. Read the room, Bruce Wayne. Wow. Hope you land on your feet. That's fucked, dude. Uh, Alfred and, and Dick throughout this movie have a pretty good like relationship, I'd say. I love yeah. this Alfred. We talked about him in the past few movies. I think he's great. And definitely in this movie, like the dynamic of him trying to... He sees what he saw in Bruce. Like, ah, mm. all right, I can, can groom this guy into a f- crime-fighting machine. Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, he, this is where we learn about the history of the name Robin. And says that when he was in the, the circus with his family, the Graysons... One time, one of his brother's cords broke, but he flew in and saved him. So his dad always said, you flew in like a Robin. And that's Um. when I became Robin. And Alfred says, well, broken wings mend in time. So uh, that's why he's got that name. If you were wondering why he's named Robin. So, yeah. uh, So (laughs) Robin just doesn't look like a kid, but like I see what they're going for. So it's fine. I love Chris O'Donnell as Robin. That's weird because I think a 23-year-old now could easily pass as a teenager. It's just people look different now. You know? Yeah. Like we go back and watch some of these old wrestling shows and everyone looks 50. (laughs) Even when they're like 25, they just look 50. Yeah. So he looks old. The boy wonder. Mm. So he's like now thinking, huh, I could make a life out of here. Two-Face is still trying to find Batman. This whole movie, Two-Face is just on Batman's dick. Every Batman movie, the villains are on his dick. Like, move on with your lives. You you robbed a bank. You got all this money. Go away. Yeah. Like, stop. Chill. Why are you trying to kill this guy? Like, fuck off. Yeah. Doesn't make sense. Uh, And there's this Batmobile chase. 
We didn't really talk about the Batmobile yet, but this is where they get to show it off for no fucking reason, mm-hmm. realistically. Um, and he's being chased and he out chases. It's the new, it's a new car. It's got, I had this one as a kid. It's got like, uh, I don't know, missing parts in the front and it shoots out blue light. So it glows. Essentially, we said everything in this movie glows. Everything glows. Even the Batmobile. But I think obviously the back of it that shoots out the flame and stuff. What do you think of the... It's pretty cool. Yeah. yeah. I'm looking at it now. Um, yeah. I, I remember this toy. Yeah. I had this toy and I would, would play with this all the time when I was like who knows how old five years old uh this this batmobile is cool but it also has a grappling hook <laughs> batman has a grappling hook grapple hook but so does his batmobile oh yeah he can shoot and he can drive up you got to you got walls it. and stuff it's just fucking, this scene did not need to be in this movie at all you know there's the schumacher cut oh is that there's like 50 plus minutes of this movie that's not been released and there's rumors 50? 52 wow apparently allegedly that, you know, the whole talk of this Justice League shit. I don't give a shit about that Justice League thing. I want to see the recut of this. Of this. Yeah. 52 minutes. Crazy. Yeah. Um, yeah, I kind of, I think the car looks cool. But as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, I didn't think the car chases were particularly exciting. No. In this. Normally, I love a good yeah. car chase set piece and didn't really get it here. It didn't really need to happen. Edward Nigma is going through ideas to come up with his own name of, of stuff and he thinks of Captain Kill but it's just not good enough for him or the philosopher mm-hmm. no no I'll be the Riddler but isn't that how the villains of Batman realistically isn't that the creators were like huh we got this I, I got one he's he's a guy who just makes jokes so he's the Joker and they're like fucking great he's a clown he's a Joker okay okay what, what else can we come up with how about a guy who makes riddles and he's the Riddler. Yo, genius. It's so genius. (laughs) I feel normally it would be the kind of media and the police that name them. Yeah. Rather than the villain himself. In Spider-Man, it's that way. Like, yeah, that that's normally, I think that's how it kind of is in the real world. You then get a, like this nickname starts for this right John Doe. We don't know who it is. Yeah. Like Jack the Ripper. wasn't like, yo, I'm Jack the Ripper. Or was he? I don't remember now. I think he eventually calls himself it, but yeah. Start taking the name. Yeah, you're right. Why? He, he's like, I gotta come up with it to come. He's also psycho because he's also obsessed with Batman. Yeah, like uh, Bruce Wayne. Sorry, Riddler's obsessed with Bruce, and Two Face is obsessed with Batman. What was that, his other ideas for names? Philosopher, right? And Captain Kill, which are actually probably names they were like going to go with. The the Riddler. He chose the right one. Yeah, he chose the good one with the color scheme and everything. Yeah. Apparently, Jim Carrey did have a say in the outfit of this movie. Yeah, I, I read that he wanted to um, shave a question mark in his hair, right? But was going through the like a divorce at the time and had to be in court and stuff, so uh, didn't really want to rock up with a giant question mark on his head. Why not? They know you're an actor. You're yeah. Jim. You were. Everyone knew who you were at that point. So yeah, uh, I think it would have added. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's got red hair in this movie, though. It's ridiculous. So. We see Sugar and Spice, my favorite part of this movie, Drew Barrymore as Sugar here, and Debbie Mazar as Spice, and it's Two Faces Girls. He comes home, he's got his lair, looks an awful lot like uh, Shrek's, the guy from, uh, sorry, not Shrek like Shrek, but oh, Max Chris Shrek, Walken? Christopher Walken's character, it's his It's his office just redone as Two Faces. Oh, okay. Two Face has the the room split in half with the light and the, the darkness, mm. so Sugar, Drew Barrymore is all like dressed like an angel and angelic and she's made him some some champagne and some like caviar like fancy expensive food and then 
spices like i made wild boar and we got like shots like it's like heaven and hell essentially really insignificant role for drew barrymore yeah isn't it and she was a thing by now was it like her trying to get her comeback essentially i think around this time yeah i don't think she was like yeah like were there bigger plans down the line with no it just seemed no it's just like around this time she kind of wasn't is this after the shoplifting yeah, like realistically, Drew started getting hot like late '90s, so I'd say okay. she wasn't fully there yet because she was famous when she was a kid, right? She was, was she not? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Drew Barrymore. It's really interesting. It's pretty much just like a cameo in the, at this point here. But uh, sugar and spice makes everything nice. They're making him dinner, but the Riddler shows up. Now he's decked out, and I say he's the Riddler because this is the first time we see him as the Riddler, and he's got his suit. His like green with the the classic question marks all over it. His hat, the mask, and his his cane, his spinning cane thing. And Two Face gets up in his face, puts a gun right up his face, and <laughs> Riddler says, uh, looks at his Two Face because he's got two faces, and says, "You know that's never gonna heal if you keep picking at it." <laughs> Under, yeah, a really underrated line here. Uh, he says, wow, you made it really, you took something really wholesome and made it real dark and gothic, which I think is a, a, a joke at the last few Batman Tim movies. Burton, yeah. yeah. They come up with a plot to kill Batman and steal brainwaves and they rob a casino to get money. Let's just steal some brainwaves. Yeah. Come on, lads. <laughs> I want to steal, steal brainwaves. Some brainwaves. You get super smart if you do. Mm. So like, why not? He's going to make everyone stupid. So that's their idea to get revenge against Batman, Bruce Wayne, both of them. Uh, Dick Grayson realizes that that something's fishy going on in Wayne Manor. So he breaks in through a locked door. Uh, Alfred jokes that that's where Bruce keeps his dead wives, which I was like, that is a little, <laughs> this is a kid's movie, sort of, kind of. Um, no, I think that's a good line. It's yeah. just to be like, <laughs> Don't go hey, shut up. Like, have some privacy. <laughs> Um, I mean, I didn't, we didn't also talk about Dick Grayson here, um, trying to do what no man could ever do. And that's make laundry look cool. He does laundry karate. This, this is the Catwoman basketball scene. Yeah. Isn't it? And I'm amazed this doesn't get as much attention. I agree. Because watching this back, I was like, how is this not been a thing that's been gift? Yeah. A bunch. So Alfred's doing laundry and he's like, hey, I'll do your laundry dick. And he's like, no, 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 Alfred, I'll do my own laundry. I keep myself like I'm a, I'm a man. I, I do it myself. And then he's drying his clothes and he's like kicking them. And it's like, it, if you're just listening to the review, try and find this. <laughs> so, <laughs> try and find this. This is, I howled. This is ridiculous. Hashtag karate laundry. <laughs> Robin laundry. Batman forever. Why is he trying to make laundry cool? Like, everyone does laundry. I need to do laundry, but, like, I'm going to try it. But it didn't even seem like, like if this. he suddenly did it so he can multitask and he's, like, folding loads at the same time. But he's just like, this shirt? <laughs> it's like, dude, come on. So weird. So strange. Yeah. Uh, meanwhile, Joker and the... the Sorry, Joker. Riddler and Two-Face. It's the same fucking person. <laughs> They're still- Both these guys are just the Joker. They just laugh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dick tries to, uh, sorry, they rob a casino and Dick eventually finds the Batcave. And as Bruce is on like a, are you looking up the laundry karate? Yeah, it's fucking ridiculous. So while he's like, Bruce is on a date with Chase. He's like, hey, Alfred calls him, rings him, FaceTimes him. Actually, before Face in 1995, Bruce Wayne had FaceTime. Oh, and his watch. Yeah, Yeah, Apple Watch in 1995. Super futuristic here. 
he's Alfred says to Bruce, "Hey, uh, Dick boosted the car. He's like he he stole the the Jag, the other car, sir. He he stole the Bentley, the other car, sir. Get back here." And it cuts to Dick Grayson flying around the streets of Gotham in the Batmobile. This is the Batmobile shot you want here. It's him like recklessly like fucking driving it. So apparently usually a stunt driver would drive this. Yeah. But Chris O'Donnell insisted he would. <laughs> of course. And ended up denting it on like drove it up a curb. <laughs> I was like, no, I get a scene where I'm driving the Batmobile. I'm driving the Batmobile. It's This is great. So he's driving down the streets of Gotham at night. And we see, uh, like, the club scene and the, the dingy parts. Again, everything looks like... You ever go to, like... It's like a rave. Everything's dark and glow-in-the-dark paint on everything. Mm-hmm. Neon everything that glows. And I think, is it La Vogue or En Vogue, a, a pop group, or, like, the extras here? What's gonna be? <laughs> is that that, that? Yeah. That's on Vogue, yeah. They're extras here, and they're oh, like... Nice. They're like, who? whoa, it's Batman! But then the doors open of the car... And it's just Dick. And they're like, uh, <laughs> it's just Dick. Uh, Dick Grayson pops out and they're like, oh, wait, that's not Batman. That's Batboy. <laughs> Who was bigger at the time, on Vogue or Drew Barrymore? <laughs> the room were going off on Drew, apparently, because Scream's the next year. And she was huge by then. So, right. Like, I mean, it's well, so weird. That... Is she? She dies in the first. <laughs> no, but that was the whole thing is yeah. that she was on all the posters yeah. of Drew Barrymore. And that was the swerve. Is right. We've got this big star who we're killing off in the opening scene. So everyone in the chat is just mad because we shat on Drew Barrymore. I love Drew Barrymore. I fucking I, I love... didn't shit on Drew Barrymore. I know. Let's make it clear. You let's... say this every week. You're like, we're, we're not shitting. It's like, no, I'm not. <laughs> I love Drew Barrymore. So, yeah. So now he's in the streets here and we see these like weird this gang of like face paint and all glowy type people they're like basically attempting to kidnap some woman so dick chases after them with the batmobile and they're like whoa it's batman and they're like that's not batman so i forgot my suit all right and then he like whistles and all these guys come out with now they literally have glow sticks like think of a bow staff like your donatello or something but it's a giant glow stick. it's a fluorescent tube it's a backyard wrestling gcw match with fluorescent light <laughs> tubes and they're all going after uh dick grayson here who fights off all these guys he's not only a trapeze artist and a great athlete but he's a fighter too a skilled trained fighter and he beats up all these guys here i will say uh this this scene is this whole movie i've said is visually stunning this fight scene is great because they're literally just having a fight in like where you would have uh like laser tag or something Mm. it's literally like you're just fighting and all the colors are flying off everywhere and then he has the upper hand so they whistle for more backup and then out come crawling like like a hundred people there's guys in suits with face paint lucha masks all sorts of crazy stuff they're all glowing in the dark and they come after him but that's when Batman shows up for the save and everyone runs off. And it cuts to them now in the Batcave. But what did you think of... Yeah, it looks really cool. I really yeah. like in films, uh, especially kind of pre-2000s when maybe effects, there wasn't so much you could do or you couldn't build these sets. I love when you put it like said in a circus or a nightclub or what you said, this is like laser tag or... I think of one of the Bond films and they're in kind of 
one of those mirror maze things. Right, and yeah. Just visually, it, it's really cool to look at. Yeah, whoever did the design, like, I, I know this movie gets, cr- critics, p- critically, this movie's not, it's not a good movie, but the visuals, fights and stuff, this particularly, for some reason, it's, I, I, I even as a kid, I was a big fan of comic books and I was a big fan of cartoons and Batman and Robin and everything. So to see, like, Batman, to see Robin get his, like, fight scene in here before he's Robin and do mm. his whole chasing, trying to save some girl. And he, he gets a kiss from the girl. Doesn't the girl ever get to kiss the hero? And he, he goes for the smooch. Oh, it's so weird. Yeah, it's lame. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so strange. Uh, I love it. I think this is one of my favorite parts of this movie. Just, I want to... No one dresses up like that leader that they got. I mean, there's no mention who this guy no. is. He's got, like, the skull thing. Because later in Batman Beyond, again, there's a guy who kind of symbolizes, looks like that. Like the glow Batman face. Beyond? What one's that? It's like the futuristic show again. Like the TV? The, yeah, okay. the cartoon. And it looks like they took from, from right. maybe from this, but a uh, future Halloween costume for those mm. bat, bat marks out there. So he's, it's Bruce now who's like, hey, you, sh- you could have got yourself killed, yada, yada, yada. And he's like, no, no, no. You, you, everyone wants to be a superhero. And he's like, I'll save you. I'll save you. He's like, nope, I'm, you're not, you know, I don't, I don't work alone. I'm like Superman. I don't work alone. Sorry. And uh, more on that. But it's uh, Nigma who's with Sugar. And now Nigma is starting off his career of being an energy enterprise type person. It's like he's got so much money from robbing the casino and he's using the press and he's outselling Bruce Wayne Enterprises because everyone's buying his his box for the TV. You put it on your TV and it I don't know what it's supposed to do, but it's secretly he's stealing your brainwaves. It's taken Gotham by storm. Literally stealing brainwaves of people. Your IQ, your thoughts, your credit card, your secrets, everything in your brain he knows and steals and it mm-hmm. makes him smarter and stronger essentially, which is really I didn't remember remember this as a kid, but like what the fuck? <laughs> it's so stupid. Yeah, I <laughs> So I think with these films, you're just meant to not really care what the what the villain's plot is. So dumb. Particularly, you just want to see them fight, right? And it's, it's maybe it's not. I mean, maybe you know, there's bad guys out there who wish they could steal people's thoughts. So he eventually did it. So he did it. So he's throwing a party to like launch his box because everyone in Gotham, it's the whole rave. People are lining up to buy this thing. Like everyone's trying to do it, and he's having a presser here. But the press is all on him because he's 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 looking he's in a nice suit he's all dolled up he's got sugar Drew Barrymore on his arm here he's looking fancy he even goes how's my mole because Val Kilmer's got a mole <laughs> yeah he's <laughs> so, just trying to look just he's like just Bruce. ripping off Bruce yeah. Wayne here um, but then the real thing shows up Bruce Wayne shows up with Chase Meridian and the press runs over to him like Bruce Bruce but he goes up to Bruce and they start talking and Bruce doesn't even know who he is. What the fuck, Bruce? Yeah. This would have solved everything right away. You would have went, you're the guy. You killed yeah. him. You're done. Book him. Done. He's so insignificant to Bruce. Yeah. Just so insignificant. That shows. Uh, Bruce, you know, he he thought the guy who, who died by suicide, he gave his family all the benefits and stuff and, and the money. So I praise him for that. But his people skills are not on, intact because you didn't even remember this guy. No. You, I know he changed his appearance. He cut his hair and stuff. But if you remembered him... This would have all been stopped easily. Yeah, I think it just shows how insignificant Ed Nigma was. Yeah. Is it Ed? Uh, Ed? Edward, yeah. Edward, yeah. Edward Enigma. He's so in- insignificant that I can't even remember you. You're just some random <laughs> weirdo who works for me. So he's at this party and uh, he's like, tell me about your brainwaves. And he's like, you're scared to use my machine. He's he want, His plan is to get Bruce to use it to find out things from him. Mm-hmm. He's trying to find out who Batman is by getting everyone to use oh, this yeah. machine. So... 
Bruce goes to do it, but he tries to take like the the memory juice out of it. The, everything's green in this movie. It's got to be. Yeah, and uh, it's Spice who's like, oh, or as a Drew Barrymore, Sugar, who's like, oh, don't worry, I'll take it out for you. I'll show you how it works. But secretly puts it back in, and Bruce uses the machine. But as he's using the machine, Two Face shows up. But I know what you're thinking. Two Face and Riddler are on a team, so Riddler's pissed. He's like, "Yo, what are you doing?" As he busts in with all his dudes, shooting up the place, and. Bruce escapes out the back door and goes to quickly change. Alfred's got the car outside. He's going to change into his bat suit. And Riddler's all pissed. But then here comes Batman flying through the, the glass. Batman loves to fly through some glass. If there's a build, if you're in a room with a glass ceiling, Batman's, Batman's going to break. Yeah, he's through coming oh, through. 100%. Yeah, like you're, you're asking for it. And Batman flies in, lands in the middle of like a, a fountain as it's water, the water spraying everywhere. And it's like all epic. And the Riddler turns to, <laughs> to Two Face and says, "Look, your your entrance was good, but his was better. <laughs> it's all about showmanship, and you don't have that." And Riddler turned around. Uh, sorry, Two Face turned around. And went, "Yeah, well, I hate your movies <laughs> and you. You're a buffoon. <laughs> I will not sanction myself to your buffoonery." That's what kind of made me. I, I read a bit up about it, and it was, "You can insult me, but." Insult my movies? <laughs> like, Fuck, that's where you're like, whoa. Look, I love Tommy Lee. I, I mentioned The Fugitive has a place in my heart, but t- Jim Carrey classics to me. Not Ace Ventura to me is top. Like, it's top. I really want Tommy Lee Jones to talk about this. He has not, yeah. And just be like, you know what? I was a dick. I, I rewatched Ace Ventura. <laughs> kind of funny. <laughs> kind of funny. Yeah, I... <laughs> I don't know. It's a lot of people looking up, just looking up some things about this movie. A lot of people think that it's Tommy who's trying to like get back his. his every scene is Carrie stealing the scene, mm. so Tommy was pissed. So he keeps trying to like, you know, steal that scene, take up as much yeah. as of it as he can. Essentially, going over top that he wasn't doing before. Mm. So people were like, it's very apparent that he was. He's kind of jealous, I guess. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Um. So, <laughs> Batman shows up. He's beating the hell out of everyone. And Dick Grayson gets his Robin suit on at one point here. Um, but we don't see, but he leaves to get changed. Two-Face burns Batman in an epic chase, but Batman's got like a flame blocking thing where he blocks all the fire and gets out of it. A bat flame yeah. blocker. <laughs> bat flame blocker. And Two-Face then goes, can't you just die? Can you just fucking die? This whole movie, I'm trying to kill you. Like, fuck. Shoots him with these guns and there's giant explosions and this whole building collapses essentially on Batman. He's in the sand and dust. And I remember this like when I was a kid. A hand reaches into the sand, grabs Batman's hand, the music playing the score. Someone pulls out Batman from the wreckage and the camera shows it's Robin. Oh. It's Dick Grayson, now is Robin, saving Batman. Wow, what a shot. He's earned his stripes. Yeah, he's earned his, his cowl. Red breast, I guess. Yeah, his yeah. cape. Yeah. yeah. It cuts to the Batcave and he's like, I can't believe you did that. You stole my car. Fuck you, blah, blah, blah. You know, you have a real gratitude problem. I, I saved you. I could be your, your partner. I could be your friend. I could, you know, go by Batboy or Nightwing or something. I don't know. I'm working on a name, which is really funny. Uh, Nightwing, Nightwing is a lit name for Nightwing a Nightwing is really cool, Love it. yeah. He goes on to be Nightwing in the comics, for those of you not knowing. He says, I just saved your life and you can't stop me. We're a team now. Like, I saved your life. Fuck you. And he's Batman just totally, like, just doesn't acknowledge this and goes, I don't care. I work alone. 
and goes, hey, Alfred, uh, I've never been in love before, but this girl, Chase, you know, she just really wants to smash. And I, I think this is love. Is this love? <laughs> That's what he and Alfred's <laughs> like, we've had this conversation yeah, literally before. twice before. <laughs> A lot, Bruce. <laughs> This is the worst. worst. It's like an anchorman where it's like, I think I've been in love before. I love Lamp. It's like, I've never been in love before. Dude, you literally, this girl, you don't know anything about her. She literally told you she just wants to fuck you. But you're like, ah, is this love? I don't know. I don't know. This guy. (laughs) Someone's showing me some sort of affection. It must be love. (laughs) I mean, he's made weird life choices, this guy. So I'm not surprised he's a bit confused. Oh, it's so ridiculous. So he's, he's more concerned about his girl problems than his life just being saved by Robin, who he should probably focus on a little bit more there. But uh, yeah. So um, Batman goes to see Chase and because she said, like, meet me at midnight. Come sleep with me. And he, he goes a little late and gets it, gets his back grooving on Riddler. And yeah, he goes to meet her as Batman. And this is where I'm like, well, Chase Meridian's cuckoo as well. Yeah. Because she's going to Batman like, hey, I just want you to know. I've met someone else and I'm really into them and I'm sorry. Like, I think you're great as well, but I've met someone else. Like nothing's really happened between the two of them. This is the equivalent of today. You talk for a couple of days on Tinder and then, then go, I think you're a great guy, but I've met someone else. It's like, we message like five times. That's it. To be, it's also strange because she really loves Bruce. But the last time she was with Bruce, he ran off. Yeah. Because he went to go change as Batman. That's so Batman. you think he'd show her now, like, hey, I'm Batman. Like, I'm the same person. For someone who studies people with yeah. dual personalities, she's not very good. No, she's not good. She's very not good. And as a detective, he's just not good at some of the detective work either. So he's he doesn't get it on because uh, she doesn't want to sleep with Batman. She wants to sleep with Bruce. So... <clears throat> Uh, more on that a little bit later because eventually she goes back over there. But Riddle, Riddler and Two-Face uh, come up with a plan and he's like, you're genius. We're going to steal all the brainwaves. And, and they they look up Bruce Wayne's brainwaves. They got it. And they realize, they see in the video of his brainwaves, a bat. That's what's in Bruce's mind. They see the <laughs> visuals of a bat. <laughs> so Batman, like... What, half of his brain's thinking about Chase Meridian and the other's just all the time thinking about bats? Yeah, that's, that's what this says. I just think about bats all the time. <laughs> so funny. What would yours be if you went into this manipulator? You don't want to know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page. Uh, Dick wants to leave. He's like, I, if I'm not going to be Robin, then like, fuck you. Uh, so we think he's kind of going. Chase goes over to Bruce's place to celebrate Halloween. It's Halloween now. A very long Halloween you could say and Bruce is going through some PTSD I don't know he he seems to have issues with roses because it recaps again the the death of his parents Mm -hmm. the roses and the pearl necklace falling so he keeps a single rose in in a thing that is easily beside a drink that gets knocked over (laughs) just saying if that's your if that's your trigger maybe don't have roses in the house just saying (laughs) um and er, and in the earlier movies he's putting roses on the grave so it's like you need to get over. He's a weird dude. He's been through some shit. I'm he's not, you know, yeah, some, PTSD. Some he's dealing with it differently. He's talking about how he 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 fell into the bat cave when he was a kid, and now he he saw that bat, and it struck it struck fear into him, and now he strikes fear into those who bring evil to this world and stuff. But it's Halloween, and there's kids trick or treating. Alfred's handing out candy. Uh, I will say it's the little things in this movie that really tick people off. This is Bruce Wayne, Bruce Wayne Manor. 
and Alfred's not handing out full-size chocolate bars, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what are you doing, Bruce? You're giving... You should be giving back to the people. Kid, these kids don't deserve these little. You're Bruce Wayne. He's saving the people. I guess not giving them, giving them like money, give them gift cards. Like they'll they'll only use it for wrong. It's like fun. I am not Bruce Wayne, and I have given out full chocolate bars to kids at Halloween in my life. So like I'm bigger hero than Bruce Wayne. Just saying, <laughs> I think so. Am I wrong or am I wrong? I don't know. So. These kids are trick-or-treating. Kind of looks like the Halloween 3 masks, if you ask me. A little oh, bit. Oh, true, true. Yeah. Yes, Yeah, yes. the three yeah. characters there. And some more kids trick-or-treat. Trick-or-treat. But as Alfred opens the door, it's secretly the Riddler and Two-Face. Oh, no. And in the biggest, the biggest heat of the whole movie is in this scene, where Riddler takes his cane and bonks it over the head of Alfred. And he drops, like he's knocked out. And you just, as a fan, you're like, uh... You don't hit Alfred. No. That's fucked up. So they infiltrate Wayne Manor. They rush the room. Riddler says to Two-Face, remember, don't kill him yet. We're not killing him yet. We're just roughing them up. I mean, realistically, I think Halloween should probably be banned in Gotham. In a city where people are running around in masks. All the time. Killing people, robbing shit all the time. Right. Why encourage it? Yeah. Or is that insinuating, is saying it's Halloween is the reason why the whole city was dressed up that way. And maybe that's to save their ass. But it looked like that's just how the city is like all the time mm. because it's maybe, fucking Gotham. So they infiltrate Wayne Manor. They beat the hell out of Bruce. They they realize that he is Batman. And as Two-Face's gang are beating up Bruce and stuff, Riddler goes into the Batcave and... Uh, realizes he found it. So he takes his little bat bombs. Intruder alert, intruder alert. He throws his bat bombs all over the place, blowing up the bat cave here. What a heel. There's all sorts of... There's this one shot of Jim Carrey where he creeps around like the old Riddler from the show a lot in this movie. (laughs) He definitely does that a lot purposely in this movie. But he does it here in the bat cave and then like basically dry humps the air, like humps the air, and then the explosions go off. But this one scene, he's so terrifying and funny at the same time. I think he's great. He definitely is the star of this movie. And I think it's this particular scene where it's just him exploding Batman's shit. And it's it's great. It's Mm -hmm. so entertaining. Um, I love, if you ever, Jim Carrey always signs his autographs with Spank You Very Much. I've noticed it's throughout anywhere I've been that have, he's eaten that or anything in Canada or Toronto or whatever. It always says Spank You Very Much. That's his like signature thing. He says here, Spank Me when he finds the cave as it opens up. And then like, as this all is exploding, he's overjoyed laughing as he's destroying Batman stuff. He goes, joygasm, which is such a stupid fucking line. Yes. <laughs> so many fucking stupid lines. I, that was one I rewound. I was like, did, is that what he said? Joygasm. Joygasm. Yeah, we're going to bring it back. Yeah. Yeah. So he's blowing up all this shit and Two-Face shoots Bruce in the face, but he survives and they kidnap Chase and they run away. I love the cell here of uh, Val Kilmer f- like getting shot and then falling down the stairs, like sliding, bonking his head. Oh, yeah. He, he gets some color here. Doesn't yeah, he? yeah. Yeah. He shows the color there. So Riddler leaves riddles and stuff and uh, they leave Bruce to die here. But um, it's 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 Riddler's lair now on this island because he's rich. And he says, uh, you know, riddle me this, riddle me that. And Batman, Batman, you say? I love ripping that off uh, all the time. And now Bruce is like, okay, I got to go save Chase. I got to save the day. Alfred, what happened to the Batcave? And he's like, everything's fucked. The car's fucked. The suits are gone, except that one sonar suit that was in testing. 
well, tonight's a good night. We test it then. So they're going to test the new Batsuit. And in walks Robin. But he's got a new suit. A brand new suit. The Robin suit to match Bruce's Batsuit. And Alfred's like, yeah, I helped him. I think they do quite a good job with this suit in making it not look lame. Right. Um, we didn't really point out, I don't think, that when he was in the circus earlier, he's this, the whole family are essentially in the, Robin. the 60s Robin, yeah. like green tights, red leotard kind of look. I think here they managed to make it like, Robin's kind of lame, right? Yeah. You, you try and translate that from from comic to film. It's the reason why Christopher Nolan just didn't really try. He's just like, oh, we'll just have Joseph Gordon-Levitt be a cop. And call him Robin. Um, <laughs> like that's his origin story. That was Your it. real name's Robin. <laughs> yeah, you're a cop. Um, whereas here, I think they managed to actually make a suit that looks kind of cool for the character, but still hinting at that original suit from the comic. Yeah. What do you think of it? Uh, I I don't know. I look. I, I realized Tim Burton. The rumors he helped design this Robin suit. He was. They okay. were like, "Hey, look, we need some like flair here. What can you do?" So he helped them. Uh, it's definitely, I, I think I see like Roman sold, not Roman. I see that. The, the soldier, the, the plates. Yeah. yeah. It's definitely like that inspired. Um, I'm iffy. Like I had the toys again of mm. all these things, of all the nineties, Batman, anything, cartoons, movies, whatever. But I, I, I think they were really cool, but I feel like going forward again, this is almost like 20 years old now, 20, 15 years old or whatever, but there's, there's probably different, better outfits. For sure, but I think this this kind of matches. I've got the picture up here. Yeah. This matches Bruce, like what he's wearing as Batman. Yeah, and it's not. I think dulling down the red and the green makes it look a bit cooler. Yeah, it's got the red and the green arms and some of the His yellow. His mask still sucks. Though. Yeah, he needs but... more than just the little face. He looks cooler as Nightwing. Oh, way that's why cooler. he goes on to be that's Nightwing. Way... Yeah, definitely. So he's gonna help Bruce defeat the Riddler and the Joker. He says it's a fair fight if it's two on two. So. He's like, all right, I'll let you fight with me. I need help. I need you. I need your help. So they can't take the Batmobile so they can go by air or by, by water because there's the bat boat and the bat like wing, the bat wing that's hanging upside down. That looked cool when it like opens up underneath like a bat. Yeah, but then we barely saw <laughs> yeah, it. Yeah, you barely it, it's, I, I was going, all right, we're here for the bat wing and we see it and then it's, Ten seconds. it's barely used. Yeah. Okay, so they get they get in there. They they're gonna stack the odds, even the odds, and they're gonna go. And wh- why not both? So Bruce is flying the Batwing, and Robin is flying the Bat boat, and they're 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 going on pursuit to I think it's Claw Island. I think the Riddler. Why not? Yeah, I, I don't <laughs> understand, but whatever. They're going to the Riddler's base, and the Riddler obviously knew that they were gonna do this because he can read their minds. He sets up a game of Battleship with Two-Face where they're playing Battleship and blowing up things on their route, like Bats and Rob's <laughs> Rob's route to the island. And um, they eventually get shot out of the air, shot out of the water. And I think it's the first time you see Batman, like, swimming. Because swimming in these suits does not look fun. They're already, like, no, 40 pounds. Hard, yeah. They're already super heavy outfits and costumes here. And they're swimming in these mm. shots for no reason. Yeah. There's no reason to see them in this because shot. Because they can't afford to shoot Nightwing. Batwing. I guess. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I don't know. So, then, like you mentioned, the, the Batwing is shot out of the air. And Batman survives. But, like, we barely see him use it. He doesn't use it. He gets shot out of yeah. the air. And they swim to the island and through this like wreckage and, and there's like rocks and it's all wavy and stuff. And um, 
I guess we some would say the line of the movie to some people, which is "Holy rusted metal, Batman!" And he goes, "Huh? huh? Well, the the ground it's it's all holy, like there's holes in it, and it's metal, and it's rusty." And he's like, "Oh, okay." I, I enjoyed this a lot. <laughs> this callback to the originals because I feel this isn't a time that was like reflecting, like doing too many callbacks. Yeah. We expect that from a Marvel film now to do like right. a a callback to the originals and that kind of thing. Uh, this this really made me laugh. Holy moly, Batman. Um, so he plans... He'll, Bats will take on the Riddler and Robin will take on the, the Two-Face. And he eventually confronts Two-Face and he starts beating the hell out of him, kicking him, roundhouse kicks, some left hooks, some right hooks. He says, this was for my mom, my dad, my brother. Ah, and he's beating him up. But... He almost has him dead. He's gonna. He's hanging on the the cliffs, but he decides to to listen to Batman and save him. So he saves Two Face, which would be a not so good idea in in hindsight. So now, um, yeah. but he's showing his because the whole film has been Batman trying to teach him that um, killing won't won't make you feel any better. Believe me, I've lost my parents. You don't want to go down that path. It will get dark and everything. And and Two Face essentially says that here as well. It's like, yeah, you kill me and I'll see you in hell. So he's like, all right, I'll be, well, I'll be, I'll be a good. Be good. Guy. But be then good guy. I got a gun and I'm gonna beat you up. Yeah. Nah. So Batman's on pursuit of the Riddler, who's now he's got to go through all these like mechanism mechanics and gears and I don't know what the fuck he set up here for this these traps. But Batman clearly. Was, was expecting these things, so he uses his bat boots with the bat rockets. The, the shoes that have rockets that come out of it and escapes this light. I don't know what this point... I think that would just blow your feet. Yeah, I don't know what... The, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> could go very wrong. You know, like in cartoons and movies, like people put rockets on their feet and they fly off. Yeah. And it's like in Hot Rod, he puts them on, but like it doesn't do anything. It doesn't help you. <laughs> Jackass, they do it a lot, I think. Uh, yeah, so Batman uses these boot rockets to get out of this. And we have, I think, my favorite line from this movie, which is Jim Carrey. Riddle me this, riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? And he show, he, his chair turns over and he's now he's like this next evolution of the Riddler. He's on this throne with yeah. this massive pink hair and this awesome silver like one piece. Looks like a figure skater almost. He does absolutely, yeah. but yeah, on this extravagant kind of throne he's created. For Definitely himself. like uh, androgynous. What's the word? Androgynous vibes because he's like got like, like the hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got like the sparkles and everything. So it's because I'm following the story real intensely and real closely here. He's got so much like smarts in mm. him that he like is changing yeah he's like a he's like his face is even changing he's looking different mm. like he's he's just more advanced and smart and he wants to outsmart him and he says to batman that if knowledge is power then a god am i and it's giving me vibes of uh is it gozer in in Ghostbusters, the, the the woman at the end, who again is very similar, it looks exactly like him. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it's very sl- slim and mm. the silver and the hair and everything is definitely playing off that. And he says to Batman that it comes a crossroads here. You have to make a choice, and pulls down these like cloaks and things. And one reveals one tube, glass tube reveals Chase Meridian tied up, and the other is Robin. And Two Face is there just laughing. Two Face has no meaning throughout the rest of this movie. Like, it's so, like. <laughs> you see, this thing would have been 
I know I'm skipping ahead, yeah. but Dark Knight, this is what the Joker does, which ends right. up turning two face. Right. And it would have been quite a cool like reverse come around that yeah. now Riddler is, sorry, Two Face is watching this as someone else is doing the same thing. Like you can only save one. So he's gotta make a choice. But Batman says, uh, well, I have a riddle for you. Before you do it, wait, wait, before I have to make a choice and you kill these people, because they, gonna, he's going to push a button, they're going to fall through to fall to their death. And he's like, wait, I got a riddle for you. Uh, uh, I see without seeing, to me, darkness is as clear as daylight. What am I? And the Riddler laughs and goes, well, obviously, you're blind as a bat. And he goes, yep. Throws a batarang, his sonar thing goes off, and he hits and destroys the the giant mind. It looks like all the mind power, mind juices, mind waves have been going into this yeah. giant one. And it starts to shatter and takes all the light out of the room and it falls on everything. And the Riddler's screaming and crying and he pushes the button. Both Chase and Robin falling to their death. Batman goes for the save. Somehow the hero does in fact save both of them. Wow, could you imagine that? He saved them both. Yeah. He didn't even need to break that thing. No. But he did it anyways. (laughs) Uh, He saves them both. And it all crashes and falls on the Riddler. And we see Two-Face now. They they think they've done everything. And they see Two-Face. And he's got a gun. And it's over. He's pointing at all three of them. He's like, time's up. And he's ready to make it all by chance. Uh, Sorry, he's not looking at his coin. But Batman says, you always slip a coin if you're going to decide to kill someone so you know let's leave it to chance let's do it so as he goes to flip his giant coin batman has all sorts of gear on his utility belt including quarters as two-face flips his coin batman throws other quarters in the air confusing two-face who goes ah i don't know which one's mine thus falling off this like (laughs) scaffold platform he's on and falling to his death terrible death (laughs) As his body is, like, drowning in the rocks and rubble, a coin lands on his palm. And also, Batman says, like, oh, I never kill people. It's kind of like Jigsaw in Saw. Yeah, sure, you never kill people, but you definitely put people in the position where they're going to (laughs) die. It's like throwing coins at this dude as he's on a ledge, like, smashing this mind thing with Riddler. Well, what's he doing on this ledge? He, he's pointing a gun at them, and he's just like, I'm going to stand here. This is where I'm going to stand. <laughs> it seems a good point, yeah. I love the fact that this is... It's also Batman, like, he then, look, like, Robin's in shock and turns over to Batman, and he's just like, give him the nod, like, I killed him for you, kid. <laughs> Batman killing people. Um, so that's the end of Two-Face. That's the end of that buffoonery. Um, Riddler now is just in, in a wreckage. And like I mentioned, now his face is even more like fucked up. He's got like transformations kind of like weird. His brain is all fried. He's mm. gone insane. Cause all these mind waves have corrupted him and exploded inside and stuff. So they take him to Arkham asylum. They drop him off there. It cuts to the future. It's Dr. Meriden, Meredith, Chase Meredith, Meridian, Meridian, fuck, whatever. She shows up and they're like, are you ready to talk to this guy? He's insane. And she says, excuse me, uh, Edward Nigma." And you can hear his voice. And she says, apparently you know the identity of the Batman. And he goes, I'm the Batman. As he's like in his 
straight jacket, but it's undone, and he's flapping his arms all over the place as he laughs, and he laughs, and he laughs. It cuts to Bats, Bruce, he's with Robin. They're looking cool. It's a fall day, and Chase shows up and says, you don't have to worry about him. He's a cuckoo. He's nuts. He's, he's nobody. He doesn't, he doesn't know anything. You're safe. Your secret's safe. And then the epic shot of the, the running... <laughs> Batman and Robin running. They, I mean, this is, this is. I've shown you the clip from Only Fools and Horses, haven't I? Right. Of Del Boy and Rodney running in their Batman Robin <laughs> costumes, and this is exactly that. It's the silhouette behind them, the yeah. the fake smoke, and just running in their tight costumes. Oh wow! And that means Batman is forever, forever, forever. Why yeah. Why is it called Batman Forever? It's not even the fourth one. It's the third one. So, like... True. <laughs> well, then why is Bad Boys for Life the third one and not called the fourth one? Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why it was called Batman Forever, but they're basically saying this character of Batman is going to live on forever. Forever. Because of this movie. And it did. And that's why it's called Batman Forever. Wow. What a film. Yeah. What a film. Yeah. Um, I thought this was really enjoyable. Um, probably more fun than Returns, I think. Let's get it all on the table. Let's put our cards on the table right now. It's not a good movie. But it's not good. But it is way more fun to watch this movie than the last two live-action movies we've watched for this show. The the, the, the way you watch... I, I get sucked into... Maybe because I, I was a 90s kid, but I watched this movie so many times that I in my head, I'm like, I remember every like literally everything. And I have not watched this movie in like... 10 15 years easily mm. but it's so ridiculous and again it's the way it's it's not only like the visuals but i think danny elfman a nice score adds to a movie and it definitely like rides this movie great and let alone the soundtrack which you don't really hear throughout but obviously this movie famous known for kiss from a rose seal the yeah, music the music plays on the credits yeah at yeah. the end of the credits with some u2 kill me thrill me whatever which is also you know it's a pretty good song um i I think it's just so ridiculous. It's literally the the weird comic book cartoon come to life. I love the the set design. Um, I think the the costume design's really cool in this as well. Uh, especially Riddler in his silver right at the end, like looks awesome. But I think it similar to how I felt about the last couple, the the Riddler and Two Face are fun because it's. It's great actors, but they're so two-dimensional. The whole film is them just gurning and laughing. <laughs> I essentially feel both these characters are the Joker. Right. Both of them are. Yeah. Um, you don't... I feel Two-Face needs... Should have more of that serious, sinister edge to play against uh, Riddler. I almost called him Joker. Yeah. Being the kind of insane one. Yeah. Yet he's just doing the gurning and the laughing as well. Like, what's so funny? Why are you guys always laughing? <laughs> he's always laughing. You're just both laughing. And I th- I think they're both really fun performances. And there is that kind of nostalgia element of watching them as a kid. But I feel both these guys are just... They're the Joker in a different costume. <laughs> they're just different guys. The same plot of the They're Joker. doing the same thing. Yeah. There's, there's no real substance to either character there. Uh, no real motivation that i can get behind i think they definitely learn in just superhero movies in general moving more into the 2000s where you you want to have a villain who is somewhat sympathetic 
at least that's what I see. Like, um, you want to kind of understand why they're doing what they're doing and almost the tragedy of the downfall. Like, the, the Harvey Dent story, um, obviously we'll get to the Dark Knight down the line, but having played the Telltale game of Batman, where your, your kind of choices shapes the way of the story, the Harvey Dent story is tragic, right? He's this, yeah. this white knight, this this person who people trust in Gotham and it all goes so wrong that he sees himself become the villain. And obviously we play into that more in the latter films, but here he's just a dude with half his face is purple and he laughs a lot. Yeah. It's still like, it's and going it's Tommy Lee Jones. He should get more out of it. It's Tommy Lee. Realistically in, if you were to have Tommy Lee in that slot, like Aaron Eckhart in the later, is it Aaron Eckhart? Aaron Eckhart yeah. yeah. It, like the acting would be fantastic. Cause he's got like that serious tone. The shot, the one shot of him in the in the without the two face, the, the origin story with the acid mm. in the TV, it's like, yeah, why do you just do that? It doesn't mm. make sense. It's very like clearly. Um, there's so many stories about how the production of this was so back and forth, and it's it, it's apparent that it's it, you can't just say it's it's Schumacher's fault for doing this, but like a lot of the the studio were pushing him for certain things that he like had to do because yeah. he was the fill-in director essentially like we lost Tim Burton so we got this guy and yeah. then we're going to make him do whatever we say and, and things clashed the way the cast is all different I, I see there just being a a lot of clashes and tension on this set as you I think you alluded to Val Kilmer and yeah. Joel Schumacher didn't get along Schumacher found him really immature and stuff you've got Jim Carrey and um, and Tommy Two-Face Lee. Tommy Lee Jones not getting on you've got Michael Keaton, who was originally meant to still be Batman here. So you're kind of, you're the second choice. You've got all these different people. And I can see, I I completely buy into what you were saying about the potential jealousy from Tommy yeah. Lee. And then just phoning it in, being like, all right, well, this guy is just gurning and making faces and laughing. So I'm I'm just going to do that. Why not? Yeah. Because like, <laughs> it's, it's, it's like that. It's like he's almost trying to outdo, especially in the last 20 minutes of this movie. You're just like, what? What happened? You're, you're, now you're just acting like him. Yeah. Or maybe he stole his brainwaves. And maybe, that's why. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love like the ridiculous outfits of Tommy Lee Jones and the Riddler. I think they're so amazing. So larger. The design is awesome. Yeah. That's sake. what I mean. I, I, I know this is not a good movie, but I genuinely laughed at so many of the ridiculous shit in it. Laundry karate is ridiculous. Yep. What even was that? Um, I laughed at it, but then again, like I, I really enjoyed it because it's it is a joke of a mo- like it's it's not so bad. I like this movie more than Batman and Robin, but Batman and Robin has a totally different thing because it's again taking what's famous. Okay, Jim Carrey, he does all the Jim Carrey stuff. You could have Jim Carrey doing half this movie not in the mask and stuff. He oh, does yeah. this in his other his, his other movies. So instead they bring in Schwarzenegger who then is Mr. Freeze and it's just it's like almost a larger it's the same movie. thing it's just Arnie just do what you normally do yeah. with your funny catchphrases yeah. and we can put a costume on you. Yeah, you're going to be blue whereas Riddler's That's what green. I mean. there, there's no substance. Yeah. It's all these yeah. guys just being them and putting on a costume. I think I, and it works. I mean people say it's same with Star Wars but especially these two Joel Schumacher films where the studio were pushing more for selling toys right definitely so everything being designed is to make a toy and i actually think that it it makes for a more visually pleasing film i think i think it looks cool and 
has more that comic book edge to it when trying to design things that are going to sell. Uh, so I, I thought so. the car looks cool. I think the costumes look cool. Um, but yeah, it's the quality of the film isn't great and has some some major problems with it, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, definitely. It's so ridiculous. It, watching this so many years removed, it's like, what was going on? Who was on drugs when they made this? One of those things as well, I before watching this, and I, I think you've probably seen this film more than I have, yeah. but still not a great deal. Uh, sorry, it's still... I've seen it a lot. It's just not been for a while. Yeah. If you told me before this review, what's Batman Forever about? <laughs> I'd go, well, it's Batman versus... It's Batman versus... Riddler and and Two-Face. Yeah. You know, no, but why? What's it about? Yeah. <laughs> like, I can't... Oh, there's brainwaves and... Like, I wouldn't have remembered any of that yeah. at all. Like, the story just doesn't have any... Like, it's, there's nothing there, really. There's no real reason for this movie to take... It's just bad guys wanting to kill Batman, I yeah. guess. It's, there's no real... Yeah, it's very... It's very... Oh, it's not great. Shall we go to some feedback <laughs> and then maybe do our scores? Yeah. Um, We put up feedback for our free shows on forum.postwrestling.com. Uh, but I also put it on the Patreon because uh, I figured some of you might be hanging on there as well. So we've got... Feedback on both of them. Wow, we have a lot of feedback for this. We do. I'm going to start with the forum. Okay. And we start with Chris in Ottawa, who says, Hello, gentlemen. As a borderline millennial who experienced this movie at the tender but devilish age of 12, the nostalgic pangs are strong with this one. The mid-90s were the age of the official soundtrack, and Batman Forever delivers in in spades. You two? Seal? The Flaming Lips? PJ Harvey? We all owned that CD. I still have a beaten up copy of it somewhere around here. Taking off my junior high blinders, what a goddamn piece of shit this thing is. We get the debut of the Bat Nipples, Zero Gravitas, and Val Kilmer providing about as much as charisma as a cinder block. One bit of fun we're able to pull from this mess is the chemistry between Carey and Lee Jones. Ironically, Jones despised Carey, telling him his to his face that he hated him and couldn't sanction his buffoonery. Love it. According to Jim on the Norm Macdonald live YouTube show. Thanks to Christopher Nolan for saving the motherfucking franchise 2 out of 10 only because of the sweet jams. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and you also didn't miss, m- mention uh, Method Man with the song The Riddler, the whole Riddler oh, EP. Okay. The Riddler's banger as well. Sorry for forgetting. It's okay. Well, he forgot. Sorry, Chris, but thank you. Uh, he's right, though. It's like, with with again, with these goggles of a kid and stuff, it's, it's such a fun movie and ridiculous, oh, but yeah. it's not good. <laughs> Professor writes in, by any critical standard, this is not a good movie. But I was 10 and had no critical standards. It has Jim Carrey being wacky, a guy dressed as Batman and a guy dressed as Robin. Cool. 10-year-old me needed nothing more. Mid-30s me needs a lot more. This film doesn't get any of the characters right. That is to say, comic accurate. But neither did the Burton films. And Chase Meridian is a worse love interest than Vicky Vale, which I did not think was possible. Still, I like this as a whole lot more than the Burton films. Any love for this movie is 100% nostalgia. I haven't seen it in years, but I wore out my VHS as a kid. Sitting here typing out feedback, I can picture damn near the entire movie. At least it made an impression. I'm the same way, man. Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of the films, these are have to be aimed at kids because i remember loving this I, I lump this with um like power rangers the movie with um with star wars um the episode one just as a kid i didn't care didn't know that it was bad you know it just looked cool 
and saw lightsabers and Batman and Riddlers and stuff. It didn't matter. Didn't matter to me. We go to CJ Walker, who says, hello, first time, long time. Oh, first time, first long, time. time long time. And I'm making my big debut on this Batman thread. All right. I have probably seen this film more than any other Batman films. And this is one of the earliest films I remember seeing in the theater. These movies aren't great, but I always like this particular aesthetic. It's a throwback to the 60s, but also feels very mid 90s as far as color and overall mood. Yeah, uh, agreed. We go to Chris Sherbeck, who says the best overall Batman ever. Wow. It's the true best midpoint of campy Adam West, Burton over the top and beyond. Quotable, ridiculous, product placement, sequel setups, Jim Carrey's second best role after Cable Guy, non-negotiable. Whoa! (laughs) Whoa! All right. And Tommy Lee Jones not giving one half of a single shit. Enjoy. Yeah, I think... I think think that's that's it. Yeah, pay me. Also, I don't know. Cable Guy's good, but... uh, No. (laughs) CJ continues. He says, As cartoony as it was as a kid, I was actually a bit scared of Two-Face and even Riddler. A very different role for Tommy Lee Jones and perfect for Jim Carrey. Kilmer never had much of an impression on me, nor did Chris whatever his name was. In fact, all I can think is how my man Marlon Wayans... Uh, would do in the role anyway classic movie love the pod love you guys have a good one yeah we talked about on the batman returns review that it's supposed to be marlon wayans and like he was paid out and stuff like that and like Mm. imagine this movie with him in it it would be weird i don't know where would it have worked who knows (laughs) i like chris o'donnell we go to eric marcotte who says the feedback here is far too positive for my liking Fuck this movie. It nearly as bad as Batman and Robin, but not nearly as enjoyable to watch. Jim Carrey's Riddler suffers from the same issues as most of the incarnations of Riddler in the sense it's too dangerously close to being the Joker clone. It happens to prefer riddles. Tommy Lee Jones might as well have been playing the Joker as well because the appearance aside, the character he's playing barely resembles Two-Face. Chris O'Donnell's Robin wasn't great, but it wouldn't have gotten a lot worse than the next one, I guess. Uh, that's as close to as a compliment I'll give this movie. The outfit sucked. Kilmer was forgettable. At least we got to see truly iconic love interests like the beloved Dr. Chase Meridian. Make it to the big screen. <laughs> 1.5 out of yeah, 10. Sarcasm. <laughs> sarcasm. <laughs> we go to Jose Mancilas. Holy rusted metal, Batman. First time, long time here. First Whoa. time, long time. Where to start? From the ensemble A-list cast to the visual colours, this movie for me will always be the best Batman movie, strictly for nostalgia, as it was the first Batman I ever saw as a kid. I remember going to the now defunct Astro World and seeing the live action show that was based on this movie. Not as dark as the first two and not completely stupid like Batman and Robin. Batman Forever to me is the perfect middle of absurd with reality and a superhero movie. Major props to Jim Carrey for his portrayal of the Riddler. Love the reviews and remember the bat signal is not a beeper. (laughs) And last one here from Kendall from Ohio. I have good memories of this movie. It was the best first Batman movie I got to see sorry it was the first Batman movie I got to see in theaters it was great seeing characters from the animated series get introduced into the films Jim Carrey was was good as the Riddler adding his little quirks Two-Face looks scary but not enough to deter the viewer Chris O'Donnell portrayed Robin well in this film Val Kilmer was a middle of the road Batman and Bruce he was just there Dr. Meridian is by far the worst Batman love interest across Batman media the Batmobile design in this film is my favorite this was my peak Batman fandom at nine years old. I got the Batman, Wayne Manor, and Batmobile for Christmas. Thanks for doing the Batman movies reviews and can't wait to hear your thoughts on the next film in the series. Oh, I can't wait for Yeah, that wow. Isn't that uh, the best one? Uh, yeah, I can't <laughs> wait. I think that's why we picked this series of films. Um, 
So we do a little thing with these Batman reviews where we kind of score out of 10 uh, certain elements that are recurring and then kind of try and come up with our overall score. So we've got a new person playing Bruce Wayne and Batman now. Yeah. Val Kilmer. Let's start with his portrayal of Bruce Wayne out of 10. What do you give our Val? Man, I, again, loved him as Jim Morrison. If it was rating that, it'd be really high. But someone said middle of the road, Bruce. I can't say I hate him where I go, dude, you fucking suck. But why is his mouth open all the time? Do you notice that his whole time as Batman, his mouth is just, it's just open. Uh, so I can't say I hate him and I can't say I think he's great. So he's, he is in the middle of the road and that's why I gave him a five. I gave him a four uh, as Bruce. I I could not tell you one scene of what did him he do? Bruce. And I watched it yesterday. He wasn't the very suave. The character was so bland. Uh, this is meant to be your... Your leading character, sure, like, handsome-looking dude in the 90s, but there's more to Bruce Wayne than that. I think I'm being generous here. I gave him a four. Just dull. Really dull. I think someone called him a charisma vacuum in one of the the uh, <laughs> reviews, and I kind of go along with that. He, I, I also give him as Batman a five. I give him the same as Batman and Bruce, because... It's like you're you're still Batman and you're Bruce Wayne. It's cool seeing this come to life. And 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 again, I'm someone who did read a lot and watch a lot of cartoons to see these things brought to life is really cool. And I'm not saying he's bad. I'm not saying he's good. He's literally in the middle for me as both Bruce and Batman. It's like, yeah, you you, you did the things, but you're not. You think of like uh, Christian Bale when he's Batman. He's like super jacked. Mm. He's in crazy shape. Val is just Val. <laughs> yeah, I kind of felt felt the same with Michael Keaton yeah, yeah. as well. You don't really believe that this guy could like beat the piss out of someone. Yeah, exactly. You know, you don't believe that. I went five as well. I think his jaw looks right in the cow. Yeah, uh, he's got a good jaw. If we were rating Mel Kilmer's jaw, oh, it'd be um, ten. Yeah, so that's always a good thing with Batman. <laughs> but again, just bland. Like I didn't. There wasn't really anything cool. Yeah, about him. Um. We go main villain, secondary villain. They're kind of equal billing for this one, but let's say main villain Riddler. Yeah. Well, I mean, we see Riddler's origin here, so I yeah. guess he's more of the focus, maybe. Yeah, I but know. You Tom could go either way. Tommy Lee gets second billing, but it's definitely joke. Uh, see, Riddler. That's more so. Uh, I went. I think this is probably one of the the high points of this movie, and I'm. This is gonna sound shocking, but a seven for for Jim Carrey. Uh, I'd take away for. It, Jim Carrey's movies are a lot of like the comedian actors that I loved in the 90s. It definitely mm. ages with time. But as do comedy now. You watch something from 10 years ago, it's a little different than when it, when it was. And I find that Jim Carrey definitely had this, this aura where he plays these weird guys. But I, I, I came here. It's a Jim Carrey role. So I, I thought he did it as much, as much as he could with whatever the fuck this character was. But I'm being super generous. I just think that he's definitely a standout part of this movie for me. So seven for him. I gave a seven as well. He's definitely the most entertaining part of the film. Um, when I think of the Riddler, this is still the image I have yeah. in my head of this character. Um, maybe because he hasn't really been tackled since here. Yeah. Um, but 
he's very entertaining. It is very Joker-esque. I think that's a big problem with it. Yeah. Um, but I, I went for a seven as well because I did enjoy it and thought the costume was pretty iconic. I, I think the costume is crazy. So, so celebrities dress up like this mm. once in a while, but it's this one they're aiming to go for, like this look that he goes for. And it's it's iconic. It's It'll be like known forever. The way his hair was, the mask, the everything he's wearing. Is, forever. Uh, and another thing is he he's really good at those sticks tricks the, yeah. with the cane watching this i'm i'm pretty decent i can do some of these things can he dry his socks by swinging can he yeah true yeah true. um we go to the secondary villain two-face yeah ah uh, this feels weird because i think tommy lee jones is a fantastic actor as we've mentioned but they don't really give us what we want out of this character and i think halfway through the movie it's like it changes mm. like from the beginning of the movie so i'm gonna say five for my harvey dent two-face here i went for a five as well and i think it's maybe a bit too i'm being a bit too generous again um i like the look of it but this isn't harvey dent or two-face to me uh and very little substance Uh, i feel like grading it lower but i've already worked out my combined score yeah um we go to alfred I looked and realized I was being super mean to this movie. So this is where all my points are going into. Right. Nine for Nine. Alfred. This dude had to stand in the same room as Dick Grayson while he's kicking and doing his laundry. <laughs> and he's just there. And he also had to take a bump. He took a bump <laughs> he in this movie. He got hit in the head. I went a six. Yeah. Um, I love this guy. I've given him high scores every time. I just think he wasn't used enough michael go is the actor right? michael go. yeah he's great uh rest in peace i think you could have used him a bit more in this especially with him being like this being the third time we've seen this alfred i think it's time to like in the bond films after you've seen m a few times m starts like doing a way more as films go on yeah. and i'd have liked to have seen a bit more without you see here. it in the, you, you did you got a bit more in this one with the the like little things especially helping dick but it's definitely in the next one where he's like sick and stuff yeah. but he, he he comes off more like that we go to the the vehicles, so the Batmobile and the Batwing. Yeah, uh, I love this Batmobile. I think it's so cool looking. It's so weird, and it fits this movie pretty well. Has it aged? Yeah, every Batmobile has mm. aged. Uh, someone owns this Batmobile, and they're not legally allowed to drive it on the street. So if it gets caught driving, they get a ticket. Okay. It's not legal, valid, or something like mm. that, which doesn't make sense if it has four wheels. Should be fucking legal. Because it's dangerous. Though. Yeah, it must be. It has all those dents from Chris O'Donnell. Uh, I gave this Batmobile a seven. I gave it a six. I think that both the Batmobile and the Batwing look really cool. But similar to Alfred, I don't think they were used enough or effectively enough with the time we had with them. Exactly. So, yeah. um, and maybe that's a budget thing. A, but a grapple a 1995 <laughs> thing. Um, but I thought they looked cool and would make for awesome toys. But on the actual film, I didn't see enough cool shit. We go to the suit plural. So Batman and Robin's suits, I'll say here. Right. And any kind of gadgetry, that kind of thing. The one shot of the Batwing thing coming under in the in the cave looks mm. so cool. And then you're right. It totally gives you like a fake thing that you think you're going to see some cool shit. And you really, you don't. Mm. You don't. And he's got boot rockets. He's got Robin. His Their suits are cool, which kind of saves the score for me. They, they show you all the stuff that he could do, but doesn't really use it. Yeah. That's what I don't like about this. It's like, well, I got these boot rockets that I didn't use before. I got these other things that sonar that I use for literally one shot. It's mm-hmm. like, okay, well, if you have all these things, you should be using these things. Yeah. And he doesn't really use it. So I'll give him an effort for trying. I'm going middle of the road as well. Five. Okay. Uh, 
I went for a seven. I, I thought they both suits looked really cool, and this is just before we get too ridiculous with bat nips. Um, it is bat nips still though. That's why I took a, a thing. They're off. not. They're not as prominent <laughs> as George though, are they? No, no one is. They're not as obvious as. Uh, they're not cutting diamonds like. Right. Um, yeah, it's not as cold. Glass, well, that's because yeah. he's fighting two. two three, Freeze, yeah, it's sure. cold. Yeah. Uh, I went for a seven. I, I thought both looked quite cool. And then just overall enjoyment of the film. Yeah, uh, I I mentioned before. Uh, I. <laughs> I told everyone I was doing this movie. I told everyone, all of my friends, that, hey, I do these Batman reviews. Check them out if you don't like wrestling and stuff. And everyone I told, I am watching Batman Forever. A few of my friends, they all said the same thing. Oh, you're watching Batman Forever? That sounds great. Make sure you get high as fuck before you watch it. And that is what I did. And that's how I got to my overall score of a six. (laughs) Yeah, I I went six as well. There's Most of that is from just a bit of a nostalgia kick. Um... And it's nice to look at. It's campy, so it's fun. We can laugh at how bad it is at times. So I did enjoy it. I wasn't bored. Yeah. But it's not a great film. And that's yeah. why I gave it a six. Uh, honestly, like most of the majority of this movie to me is literally the way it's it's so close to this, like what you think Batman was when you read the comics or watched these cartoons. This is the campiness and everything. We just did a review of the mask of phantasm. It's a cartoon. It's animated. Mm-hmm. If that were to be brought onto the big screen, it, it has more realistically that had more story and oh, more, there was way more. Depth. Yeah. But there wasn't I was way more emotionally invested with the, yeah. like the, the lead lady in that. Right. Than I was with chase Meridian, but then here it's like all visually stunning and stuff mm. like that. So it's like, yeah, it looks cool, but there's not much substance. It's all sizzle. And it's like, that's what I guess Hollywood blockbusters really are. Right. It's all explosions and, and random shit thrown together and bat nips, but overall enjoyment of this film. I had, I, I enjoyed watching it. I laughed at a lot of ridiculous stuff. I laughed more at spots. I shouldn't have laughed than I laughed at spots. I should have laughed, but mm. I still enjoy That means I enjoyed. I had a good time. Also, it's just over two hours long. God damn it. <laughs> Why are these yeah. Batman? This is short for a Batman movie. It is, it is. <laughs> I know. Um, so that, I went for a six as well. That gave my overall score when doing all the maths and stuff. Gave mine a 2.75 star rating out of five. Yeah. Um, what is yours then? 3.062. So I'm just going to say three. Let's just go. Let's I'm just gonna, say I'll, three. I'll, I'll go down <laughs> to make sure uh, some of our... So our combined score is a 2.93. So it gets a three star overall from wow. us. Well, I, think, I think a bit too generous, maybe. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm doing it just because Tommy Lee day. was mean to, to... But you hear it here first. <laughs> Batman Forever gets three stars from the BDE. Wow. Um, yeah. Just before we go, because yeah. it wasn't on our list... Robin, yay or nay, or somewhere in the middle? Yeah, like, to me, I, again, I was a kid, so seeing this guy... I, I mean, if we're rating his earring out of 10, 10 oh, out yeah. of 10. 10 uh, out of 10 10 earring. 10 out of for the Robin earring, which some people in production were mad about. It was it's caused a stirrup. Like, how could you give Robin an earring? It's like, what? It's the 90s. Everyone <laughs> yeah, wore everyone earrings. Had an earring. <laughs> I do not. <laughs> uh, so I just... I think he's great. Uh, he goes... The actor, Chris O'Donnell, goes on to, like... He's on, like, TV shows and stuff. It well, kinda... he goes on to do... And that's kind of why I asked you. He goes to, on to do this film called Batman and Robin, which we'll be talking about <laughs> next month. <laughs> they clearly were like, we got to... They're setting up... This movie and Batman and Robin together feel like one big movie. 
to me. Right. It's like, all right, well, now we just take do what we do in that one, but it's a girl. We yeah. have a back woman and back girl. She's, I'm pretty sure she steals a bike or a car. They or all, it's, 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 it's so shit looking back at it now. And I, you know, God, God bless our parents for taking us to these shitty movies <laughs> when we were kids and stuff. But it's fun to go back and reminisce and stuff. But yeah. Batman is such an iconic character in, in pop culture. And it's, it's this one that's, that pops for me out of all the Batman movies. I'm not going to say this is the best Batman movie, but I would rewatch this again. I think it's very enjoyable. I would show this to kids, maybe, a, you know, 10 or something a little bit. And they would enjoy it and, and get a pop out of it because it just visually is fun. But uh, what a ridiculous film. Ridiculous. Ridiculous film. Riddle me that. This is a ridiculous film. Thank you for listening. And uh, the next time we will be doing is Batman and Robin, which is going to be great. So look for that. I think is that next month. It'll be February. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So love is in the air for Batman and Robin. Uh, can't wait to talk about that one. And uh, we'll be going down through all of them. And then after that one, the, the Nolan series and, mm-hmm. and more. So go check out all the other shows we have. Uh, we did Cl- Killer Clowns from Outer Space on the Patreon this past week. We did a bunch of Rumble shows, Top 5 Rumble Moments, and Royal Rumble 1995 edition of Up Yours with Jason Hagholm. That's out on the Patreon. And the February schedule is coming together as well, looking to put together some things there and so many more things. Uh, Patreon.com slash up next. $5 a month gets you access to all the movie reviews we do, all the wrestling reviews, everything. Just 5 bucks is what you can do to support us there if you like listening to us here. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, same bat time, same bat channel. You know when to find up next Wednesdays and uh, BD Elite on Thursdays as well. And shout out the Twitch people. We'll do these on Twitch. Yeah, give us a follow on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash up next podcast. We are going live a lot with a lot of our shows and watch alongs and stuff. So make sure you give us follow so you know when we're going on. And just like me watching this silly movie, it helped me check out for two hours. Uh, thank you for listening and supporting. We hope we, we let you check out and uh, listen to us talk about this fucking movie for so long. I myself, Brayden Harrington. I'm on Twitter, Instagram at the Bray D. And I'm at Davey Portman. And up next is at Up Next Podcast, Twitter and Instagram. Thank you. Take care. Goodbye. Be safe. And riddle me this. Riddle me that. Who's afraid of the big black bat? Actually, wait. I won't be sanctioned to your buffoonery. Ahoy! Whether it's Kroger Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Kroger has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Get ready, Ohio. FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook, is coming to the Buckeye State. And to kick things off, you can get started with $100 in free bets as an early sign-on bonus. Plus, when you sign up today with promo code OHIO, you'll be all set for when FanDuel goes live in Ohio. Then you can bet on all your favorite teams in all your favorite sports with $100 in free bets. Just download FanDuel's top-rated sportsbook app. It's safe, secure, and super easy to use. Make every moment more with FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NFL.
21 plus and present in Ohio. Bonus issued in non-withdrawable free bets that expire seven days after FanDuel accepts its first real money sports wager in Ohio. one Unique user identity verification required. Offer ends on the go-live date. Restrictions apply. See terms at sportsbook.fanduel.com. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Ohio, this is your chance to get in on the action. Join today with promo code OHIO.